definitely human. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It is the summer of 1927. Joy Dutton Cavendish and her unusual family of occult investigators have journeyed to India in search of a sinister cult and a possible cure for her horrifying affliction. Thanks to their guide, they have almost made it through the jungle and the treacherous caves. Now their guide is dead, and their hope flickers in the suffocating depths of this primeval cavern. But despite their despair, our heroes resolve to persevere, to overcome their dread, and to make a leap of faith into the infinite bad. The Ruins of Karajar, Part 6 Joy stares in disbelief as their guide Ashok lies dead on the cavern floor in a pool of blood. Our heroes are now seemingly trapped in this cave by Greta's frantic blunder. The hysterical woman is still holding her gun, pointing it to the empty space where Ashok used to be. Her hands are trembling, and she looks around wildly, almost pleadingly, as if refusing to acknowledge her actions could somehow undo them. Once upon a time, Joy would have been frozen in fear, but now she's a woman, and years of discipline and the upbringing of her new family has imparted a powerful moral conviction to her. Her momentary shock gives way to outrage and righteous fury, and she marches towards Greta. Mrs. Von Numboldt, you're just as arrogant as your husband! <laughs> Going around shooting people, I just don't understand! And then I snatch the gun. She takes a step back and, and it raises her hands, both trembling now, and then she looks around frantically and says, Theo, where's my son? Where's my son? My God, woman. Can I make a perception check? Yes. See where he is. He was just oh, no, Theo's him. right there. He's, he's very close by. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, holding yeah. onto her gone, leg. He's not run he? off again. He was holding onto her leg, but when she shot Ashok, <laughs> he kind of took a couple of steps back, and now he's just, like, staring up at her and then over at Ashok. And now Theo's, uh, he's trying to run up to Ashok. I would like to grab Theo and cover his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Uh, so you grab the air and cover his eyes. It's not difficult. You intercept him as he's running over to Ashok. Uh, and he starts uh, complaining a little bit in German, saying something he seems to want to go towards Ashok. Hush now, little boy. <laughs> Stop it. Stop that now. <laughs> okay. So, um, Dorothy. Yes. As you are kneeling beside Ashok's body, mm-hmm. you notice that the enormous amount of blood that is spurting out of his jugular vein is creating this vast pool. But you notice that the blood is stopping in a very strangely regular circular pattern as if it's running into something circular that's lying on the ground. And you didn't previously see it because it was so gloomy in here. But as you your eyes trace its shape, you realize that there is something massive and circular that is just laying flat on the ground. You want to take a closer look? Yes, I do. Okay, so you're going to ha- you wipe some of the blood away and your hands mm. become completely covered in Ashok's uh, final arterial spurts of lifeblood. But what you do see is the glint of brass and it becomes clear to you that there is, in the middle of this vast Neolithic chamber, a huge brass disc that is over the, in right in the center of this room. Uh, did they use brass in a Neolithic period? Uh, I asked happen. Joy. <laughs> <laughs> Let me check <laughs> my brain. <laughs> Eighteen. Definitely not. Neolithic was Stone Age, so they're pre-brass. Definitely not, Dorothy. Is he all right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, for that one. disc. How's he doing over there, Dorothy? You managed him up yet? <laughs> Are you you're hoping to reveal Theo? Like, Theo, yeah. he's fine. Don't worry, he's fine. He's fine. These things happen. Sebastian, I think that you should maybe lead Theo and Greta to the other end, like away from where we are right now. Give him some room to breathe. Good thinking. <laughs> I'd like to make an occult check on the brass uh, gong and on the cave paintings. Go for it. At advantage. 13. So that was for the paintings. Mm. So the paintings will definitely remind you of what happened in Kaoyi Chao. You saw that. In addition, you understand that these, they seem to be religious in nature. They're not uh, kind of a depiction of day-to-day life, as it were. They seem to be arranged almost in a, in a way that is commemorative. Commemorative, not instructional. Exactly. Okay. Then make another roll for the, for the disc. Six. Six. Uh... Besides the fact that it looks like it's it, it's strange that it's in a Neolithic cave, you can't really make anything else about it. It's it's got etchings on it, but you can't really tell what. Am I able to are. check the etchings? Yes, you can make an anthropology check. Seven. Uh, they are in no language that you would recognize. And furthermore, it doesn't seem to be a language that kind of evolved out of Sanskrit like most of the languages in this area did. I don't recognise the language. Did it look like it was made to be hung uh, uh, vertically? Good, good can call. I, can I see? You can see that there are hoops at all four kind of vertices or cardinal directions of mm-hmm. it that look like they might once have held ropes. Oh, so it's a gong. Okay. Make a perception check. Ten. You don't really see anything. Um, Dorothy, do you think you should look at Greta? Check. I mean, I think she's yeah. definitely yes. not with it. And do you feel like we should actually make a move out of these caves? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me go and check on Theo and Greta. And are you all doing okay? Do you need me? I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Great. 
So are you le- are you letting Theo and Greta like be together, or are you keeping them separate um, at all? I'm with Theo and Greta like off, kind of away, okay. from the rest of the the gang. Okay. So Dorothy, what are you checking for Greta and Theo? I'm just checking to make sure that they're not bleeding anywhere, that they're breathing okay, that they're not hyperventilating or anything like that. Yeah, make a medicine check. Ten. They seem unhurt. They don't have any kind of bodily wounds. Uh, Theo seems strangely fine. I mean, he keeps wanting to go towards Ashok. But besides that... I think the best thing for us to do at this point is to try to make our way above ground. What do we do with Ashok? Can't just leave him here, can we? Well, he probably needs a hospital of some kind. (laughs) Sebastian, Ashok... uh, Got shot in the throat. Mm-hmm. Yes. So his prospects... But you fixed him, I expect. Hmm. You're a great doctor. I've always mm-hmm. said so. That's really kind of you, Sebastian. Uh, Ashok didn't make it. Oh, I see. So I think that is a question. Um, I don't know whether it's a good idea to try to bring his body, though. I mean, Into his village. Yeah, That's in some ways it almost... Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> and in some ways it feels like, I don't know, we don't know the customs around handling dead bodies in this in this area. Like, they might they might not want True. us to be moving it. Can we cover his body with anything? Yeah, you can find some just general dried vegetation and grass that you can cover his face with, if that's what you're looking for. Or... Yeah, I think so. Just, yeah. Yeah. yeah, respect. Yeah. Yeah. Our dear friend, Ashok. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was a good guide. Mm-hmm. So make perception checks, everyone. 15, 18. 5. 5. Sebastian, you have a good look around the caves and you can see no exit. But Cornelia, what you notice is right at the top of the cave, about 40 feet up, the 50 foot cave, you see a pulley. And there's a couple of ropes, which you thought were vines, but they're actually ropes hanging from it right above this disc. Okay, I'd like to point out the pulleys and say, Sebastian, do you think you can pull one of us up? I'm sorry. There? I look up. <laughs> um... The ropes are too far, really, to reach. They're about 35 feet up, mm-hmm. really, oh. and they're right in the centre of the room. But they look like they basically would have once reached down to this disc, this kind of massive disc. Can't be the way out. So what's with the big uh, disc thing? We don't know for sure. It looks like it used to be some kind of gong. It'd be suspended with these vines or ropes. Can I try and lift the disc? Yes, you can. Make so a strength check. Are we moving Ashok's body off of no, it? He's on the disc. Ah, okay. uh, yes. Let's, let's yeah, we'll move his body respectfully yes. off of the disc. <laughs> okay. So uh, I presume between the four of you, you can do it without needing a strength check. So you move his body gently uh, and reverently to the side and leave his face covered. I try and wipe the majority of the blood off it as well. Okay, yeah, you you can manage to wipe much of the blood off it. Uh, And then Sebastian. Eight. So it starts to budge, but you're going to need more than one person to help you with it. Okay, I can try to help. Okay, so all of you make strength checks now. I'm pitching as well. Eight. Three. Seventeen. Okay. So, yeah. It's malaria. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) A delirious spurt of energy. Uh, You start to grindingly push it to the side uh, and Sebastian kind of puts his, he gets down on on one knee and starts pushing it as well. Uh, And you see as it starts to move that there's something underneath it. And you keep moving it and grinding it 
all of you uh, kind of really grunting with exertion and, and it moves completely and you see that there is a massive hole going straight down uh, underneath this disc. And this disc was clearly covering it almost perfectly. It's an almost perfectly circular hole. This must be the way out. And the shaft going downwards, the other thing you can see is that the mouth of it is lined with jagged iron spikes pointed inwards, like the mouth of a lamprey, down. Um, oh shit. Down. So you How can wide? go down, but you won't come back up. Yeah. That's pretty okay. That's the idea. And we don't see the bottom of it. You don't see the bottom of it, okay. no. Can and it's about uh, 15 feet wide. It's a big hole. Can we just throw like a rock down yeah. just to see mm-hmm. if we can hear? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you throw a rock down, uh, maybe less than a second, you would estimate it's a 30-foot drop. That's a lot, though. Is there any rope uh, around us? Can we look at Ashok's pack, maybe? It feels like the sort of thing that he might have. Yeah, so uh, you can see that Ashok actually has a lantern suspended from his belt, uh, and his pack has matches in it. Um, and rope? It doesn't actually have rope. Okay. okay. No. Um... As plates. What about the gauze? Like, could we use that as a rope <laughs> to lower a lantern? Uh, make a dexterity check. Six. Okay, so you make a rope uh, and you start to lower the lit lantern. Unfortunately, the knot that you made wasn't very good and it comes undone. Uh, so the lantern drops, but thankfully it remains lit. And it hits the ground, uh, and you can see that a very s- small uh, circle of light is formed where it's fallen into the ground. You can see there's earth. Can we see any openings? As in, does it just go straight down and end, or can we see that it's there's anything? It looks like it's quite a wide chamber right beneath mm. the chamber you're okay. in. How far are the spikes descend? It's just a ring of spikes right around the mouth. Only around the mouth? Yeah, only around the mouth. The rest of the shaft is smooth. I'm going to just recover the gauze because I'm holding mm-hmm. it. <laughs> <laughs> Save that gauze. Just, yeah. Um, I'd like to uh, look around the cave and just absolutely double check this is the only way out. Yep. Um, uh, make an investigation check. 13. This seems to be the only way. So is this what Ashok was intending? He really didn't give us any information no, at all. <laughs> he didn't. Kept his cards pretty close to his chest, that mm-hmm. one. <laughs> oh, I miss him. <laughs> do we have any um do we have anything sharp uh like that we could put into the sides of the tunnel mm. like a pickaxe kind of thing is it soil or stone soil uh all right i'll jump down and catch you Mm. 30 feet is a isn't that yeah. am I crazy isn't 30 feet like a lot That's of like feet three stories mm. yeah. yes no it'll hurt gonna, but no, it might Sebastian, not be as bad no. for you guys if I'm catching <laughs> you no I just think that's a uh, you wouldn't right I mean you'll probably break something mm. oh yes I'll break something <laughs> nothing he hasn't broken before mm. okay well before you go down at least can I uh, you got some scrapes from when you <laughs> Um, <laughs> from when you really uh, don't recall yeah. Yeah. Maybe, so. maybe we should give you some of the opates now so, <laughs> <laughs> so that when you hit the bottom you yeah. you're, you're fine I would no, just like to no. heal you before you go down just uh, just because I think you're going to need it <laughs> so can I, can yes, I do go that I'm going to nine 
I mean, can't we tie some clothes together? What about all your petticoats, Cornelia? What about them? (laughs) (laughs) No concern is touching Joy, but really, I'll be fine. I'll just sort of lower myself down from one of the spikes. It'll it'll be all right. Is the nine enough to heal them at all? You get one hit point back, Sebastian. Well, perfect. That's all I really needed. Excellent work again, Dorothy. <laughs> Again, I want to state my official medical opinion on this because <laughs> it's a terrible idea to How drop many thirty points feet. Do you have Sebastian. Seven. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Listen, guys, this isn't the first time I've fallen down a black hole into mud. <laughs> yes, we know. That's why we're worried. <laughs> Still here, aren't I? <laughs> I climb into the hole. Uh, just. Have your wits about you with Greta, you know, while I'm gone. Just mm. keep an eye on her because she might start acting up again. All right? Okay, Sebastian. Thank and, you. And also keep an eye on the boy. We will. Protect the boy. We will, Sebastian. All right. <laughs> okay. So uh, you start to lower yourself down along one of the spikes, you said? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, been so nice, like, these last few months, you know. We've, we, I feel like we've really grown close. And um, you know what? I, I think of you all as uh, as very close associates. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel all right saying that now. Yeah, I, I've opened up a bit. Make, all right. <laughs> make an acrobatics check, Sebastian. Fifteen. Oh, wow. Okay, great. So you managed to lower yourself to the edge of one of the spikes and actually dangle off one of them. Um, So in fact, when you fall, you're maybe only falling 20 feet instead of 30 feet, having managed to climb down. So you take 2d6 damage. Oh, no. Well, that didn't go well. (laughs) What'd you get? Uh, Ten. Boom. You're unconscious. (laughs) You hear a loud grunt. Oh, God. So now all we're going to do is land on him. <laughs> can we can we see him at the bottom? Yes, he's. Okay. Um, you can see him right next to the lantern. Okay, and how has he landed? He's kind of landed in a fetal position. You think that he might have like curled into a fetal position just as he kind of lost consciousness. Okay, but that's good. That sounds like a good thing. It sounds like well, he he's hasn't... not going to catch us. Yeah, but he hasn't like he doesn't seem to be at any unnatural angles. I think uh, I want to sort of splash some water down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. how? So you're at minus three? He's just at zero. Oh, he's just okay. at zero. Yeah. Okay. Well, hmm. he got an unlucky roll there. Mm. Let's send someone else down. I mean, he got a pretty lucky roll to lower himself down, though. Yeah, and I'm at three hit points. There's literally, I mean, I'm at I, ten. Are we gonna send an old woman? No. Sending. I will go. The whole catch you. I have survival skills. I will go down. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Make an acrobatics check at advantage, Joy. 13. All right. So you manage to lower yourself down. You fall. Um, you fall 20 feet. And are you aiming to fall on Sebastian? No. I'm going to sort of like swing from the spike so I land next to him, not mm. onto him. Okay. Roll 2d6. Eight. How many hit points do you have? Eight. Ugh. This is a mess. <laughs> okay. Third time lucky. <laughs> no, 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 no. We've got it. There must be another way here. You, how many Wait. hit points? You have 10 hit points? Yeah, man, I can I can oh take God, it. This is such a bad idea. Now, if it goes wrong. <laughs> You're a 
seven-year-old woman. With dysentery and malaria. (laughs) Also, at this point, there's no way you're going to fall and not land on one of them. I'm just going to do the best I can. (laughs) Okay. What what else is in Ashok's pack? If If there's rope. If there's rope, I... I I swear to God. We checked to make sure there wasn't any rope. Is there anything? Uh, Yeah, there's... Does he have a belt? He has a belt, certainly. Well, take that. Yeah, that's um, better than nothing. He has a few pewter plates and pans. Uh, He has a machete in there. Um, Mm. Besides that, you can't really see much. Okay, what about Greta? What does Greta have on her? Uh, Greta also, I mean, she's got clothes and a belt and all those kinds of things. I mean, okay, a belt. Tie so, two belts together. Yeah, I and... mean, maybe does does uh, does Theo have a belt on? Yes. Okay, so that's three belts. So that's what each belt is like four feet. I bet Sebastian had a belt. Yeah, <laughs> he had the biggest and sturdiest belt. Yeah. He had a thirty foot belt. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but but it's that's that's right, right? A belt is about three three feet, four feet. Yeah, sounds about right. Four feet. So yeah. okay, so let's say four feet. So it's twelve feet if we've got three of them. And uh, is there anything else that we could? You wouldn't have a belt. No, I don't think any of no. us would have had a belt. Um, um, I have no spare clothes. I have what I'm exactly what I'm wearing, and that's all I have. Does Greta have spare clothes? No. We could take Ashok's clothes, like tie his shirt into like a extend it another few feet. Okay, make a dexterity check. Four. Okay. Well, I, I would like to check yeah. all the knots. Yeah, yeah you, could <laughs> you, can, you can make thing. a dexterity check. Also. <laughs> yeah, let's not trust Dorothy. Five. I'm pretty sure they're tight. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Dorothy. <laughs> Sorry, I doubted you. Okay. Uh, so you've created essentially a fifteen foot rope, um, which you think is perfectly solid, uh, and this you, should can, do. you can attach it to the edge of this to one of a spike, and ideally lower yourself so that you're not taking any full damage. Uh, who wants to go? I'm on three hit points. I shall go. Yeah, Cornelia, make an acrobatics check. One. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 a literal goddamn one. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, so, so <laughs> roll. So as you're making your way down the spike, the rope slips off and it comes undone. The buckle hits you in the face on the way down and you land on the lantern. Um, you take 2d6 points of damage. Nine. Nine. <laughs> still. Ah, you're ah. one hit point. Yeah, still got it. Okay. Uh, Dorothy, you're looking down. Uh, you can see that Cornelia is is very badly hurt, but she's kind of groggily getting back up to her feet. Um, the lantern, which is broken now, is almost completely... Uh, it's not giving off any light anymore. The last vestiges of the oily flame are flickering out now. Cornelia... You look around, you look down first at Joy and Sebastian's <laughs> unconscious bodies, and you start to take in, oh oh, frantically, before the light completely fades, you start to take in your surroundings to, uh-huh. to see what you can see. And you see right next to you, just out of eye shot from, from above, is a massive stone monolith. A vast, 
maybe 15 foot tall, massive monolith reaching almost all the way to the, the top of this chamber, uh, 10 feet away from you. I'm going to shout down to see if Cornelia is like conscious. I'm okay, sort of. Make a wisdom save, Cornelia. Eight. Okay, you take five dread from the sight of the monolith. That's fine. Cornelia, thank goodness you have not also become unconscious. Can I have I... no doubts, Dorothy. <laughs> Can I send anything down to you? How about I send down, I'll send down the machete and the matches and the gauze and maybe... Um, and then I'll start a fire with it. Yes, and I'll send down some oh, medicine as well, like some painkillers. And maybe you can try to, you can tr- try to do something to rouse Sebastian and Joy. Yes. Okay. I'll a good plan. Sending that down now. Okay, I get out of the way and okay. I, I try and move Joy and Sebastian. Maybe I'll have to roll yeah. a yeah. little. It's so not get them so... out of the way so that the machete doesn't yeah. slice Just... them in half. Okay, not too difficult to roll Joy and Sebastian out of the way. Uh, Dorothy, you managed to throw down the machete and <laughs> the matches and the gauze relatively easily. Okay. So now that you, and the opiates as well, mm-hmm. right, wrapped in the gauze. Yeah. Um, so now you have all of that stuff. Okay. Cornelia, what would you like to do first? Uh, well, first I want to wrap the gauze around the end of the machete, mm-hmm. dip it in the oil of the lantern, and mm-hmm. then light it with a match. Yes. Okay. Form a torch. Mm-hmm. So you do that and raise the torch, and in the increased radius of light that this torch affords you. You can see that you are in fact surrounded by at least a dozen monoliths. Make another wisdom save. <laughs> oh, you, you got me there. <laughs> With your five dread. <laughs> oh, very funny. 16? Uh, you gain 10 dread. Okay, so I would like to tend to Joy mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Um, see how she's doing. Yeah, make a medicine check. Okay. Eight. Um, so you can see that she's kind of, she she's just barely unconscious and she's groggily kind of starting to come awake again. And you, you feel like if you give her a minute or so, she might okay. regain consciousness. And then I'll see about Sebastian. Mm. So, uh, make a medicine check for him as well. Ten. Uh, so it's a bit tougher with Sebastian. He seems to be out like a light at the mm. moment. Uh, you might need Dorothy to have a look at him. Okay. I've got the... Makeshift rope, haven't I? Can I throw it up? You can, yeah. I would like to throw up the makeshift rope to you, Dorothy, so you can tie it off up there. Okay. Okay. And then come down. And I, before you come down, be aware. <laughs> do not be shocked. We are surrounded by monoliths. Now just, now, now just internalize that fact. <laughs> Cornelia. So that when you come down here. Do you see a way out down there, Cornelia? Do I? You can't even see the edges of the cavern. Okay, I'd like to do a quick circuit mm-hmm. of a place. Okay, but you've thrown the rope up to her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Absolutely. Uh, so, Joy, you're starting to regain consciousness now. You're on one hit point. Okay. okay. Cornelia, as you start stepping from the central, slightly raised mound of earth that you fell onto, uh, you become aware of a presence in the room. And you can't hear or see anything, but you are aware that there is someone. And then you hear footsteps on the dirt. Oh my God. Approaching you. 
And then stepping behind from one of the monoliths, you see a figure. He's dressed in a three-piece suit and his face is distinguished, maybe in his 60s. And it takes you a moment, but then you recognize it unmistakably. No. It is Brendel. It is your long lost husband. No, 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 no. Make a wisdom save. Two. <laughs> you gain 40 dread. Darkness clouds the corners of Joy's vision, and for a brief, horrifying moment, she believes she is drowning deep beneath the waves of some black, fathomless sea. But slowly her disorientation fades, and she is able to focus on her breathing and the ominous shapes around her, which reveal themselves to be immense stone blocks. Joy attempts to pull herself up, but the physical strain is overwhelming. She rolls onto her back, groggily chastising herself for her reckless descent into this godless underworld and its maze of monoliths. It is in this moment that she hears the distant, hysterical cries of Cornelia, her mother by law, whose outbursts have always been out of anger or exasperation. Now Cornelia's screams are different. They are primitive and unrestrained. Joy looks up and can just make out the silhouette of the old woman, shrieking and shaking her head as if possessed, all the while stumbling backwards, further and further into the dark. You've been listening to The Ruins of Karajar, written by Giorgio Mariani and produced and edited by David Knight and Tom Dalling, with music by Jonathan Day, starring Eleanor Kohler as Dorothy Taylor, Maximilian John as Cornelia Cavendish, David Knight as Sebastian St. Battenberg, and Charlie May as Joy Dutton Cavendish. I am Giorgio Mariani, Game Master. You can follow us on Twitter at The Infinite Bad and support the production of this series on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash definitely human. The Infinite Bad is a definitely human production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.